All right, everyone. Welcome back to the Warrior Mindset and Motivation Podcast. I am your host, retired Army Sergeant First Class Eric Castillo. I'm also a coach at uh, Zimi Wellness Center Digital Sovereignty. Now, to start off, you're probably wondering, where the hell is my ugly face at? <laughs> well, my ugly face is doing what it does, being hidden today. Because, you know, I like to keep things dress right dress when I come with my host, with, you know, with my guests. And if you don't know what dress right dress is, that means whatever is to my left or to my right is the same. So the guest I have today, her name is Jay Marie, and she chooses to remain anonymous. She's a Marine. So because she's anonymous, I'm going to remain anonymous. So if this is your <laughs> first podcast, here listening to me and you don't know what my face looks like, go look back to the previous podcast or you wait till next week and then you get the luxury of seeing this beautiful face again. And I did hand motions like you could see me. My goodness. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but uh, she's a Marine. And she has her own podcast, and she recently won in the in the VP in the Veteran Podcast Awards for her category. So congratulations for her! She won a, a Warhammer from them, which was a great event, and it'll be happening next year. So you guys might want to tune into that one. Uh, so, uh, Jane Marie, tell everyone a little bit about you and what's going on. Thank you, first off, for having me on in the little intro. Um, I tend to stay a little humble. I haven't even put out there that I <laughs> that I won the True Crime. So thank you for that. <laughs> Um, but yes, I am Jay Marie. I am the host of Women with an Effed Up Mind podcast. Um, and it has been an adventure to say the least. Uh, the reason that I remain anonymous is because I am still currently active duty. And the things that I discuss um, is public record, but it's also exposing the truth, you know, without sugarcoating and reality of things like sexual assault, sexual harassment, domestic violence, and the mental health stigma um, in our military. So I'm kind of bringing things from an inside view, um, as well as like past things like this past week, we did an episode on a case that was back in 2005. So I mean, things, it's a very wide variety of new, old, current stories uh, that are going on. Um, right. so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty neat. Um, that's pretty cool. So what, what, when did you join the Marines? Like what, what, the, what, inspired you or said you know what i'm gonna go be a marine or however or i like to call them the crayon eaters because they love the crayons <laughs> and everything so what what inspired you to go do that in in join the marines at what age too um i actually wanted to join the marines 9-11 9-11 was my calling um and then when it finally came time for me to officially be able to i ended up finding out I was pregnant uh, at MEPS the day I was leaving for boot camp, ironically. Uh, so I went and worked. I went to college, kind of put that on the back burner, raised my kid. Um, and now he's to the, he was to the point where he was old enough. His dad was out of the Marine Corps. So then I was like, okay, it's I may be old as shit, but it is finally my turn. Um, <laughs> and I also wanted to join their powerlifting team, which is no longer a thing, thanks to COVID. Uh but yeah, that was really it. I always wanted to be that that Marine. I always wanted, you know, that title and that sense of just pride that, you know, everybody that knows a Marine knows we take the title to a whole different, different level. So. And that is very true. <laughs> My goodness. That is, and you know what? I like that though, because people like, you know, the Army, oh, I'm in the Army, but then you hear Marine and it's like, oh, Marine, ooh, rah, 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 and they make all these sounds and noises. And you're like, whoa, <laughs> I just asked what branch you were in, not all the other extra stuff. Like that's you'll get it no matter what. They could be admin or a cook, and you'll still get that out of just being when they say they're a marine. <laughs> I love it because I met I remember once I met a um 
an admin person. I was like, I didn't know they were a Marine. I was like, oh, I'm a Marine. Kill admin. I'm like, whoa, admin people kill too. All right. You know, like with the pencil. Got it. You know? <laughs> yeah. No, that, that's pretty awesome. Um, but, um, you know, it's it's when, when you see people join, it's one of those things where, you know, there's always like a, a motivating factor. And for a lot of people, it was 9-11. So it's good to hear that for you, it was 9-11 also. And I was already in at that time. I was actually, I joined in 2000, and I was in the middle of a two-week battalion field training exercise that just started. We were on day three, and we were in the field, and then our platoon sergeant comes up to us, our smoke, and he goes, hey, we got to go back in because the World Trade Centers have been hit by airplanes. We thought it was a training scenario. You know, we're like, oh, okay, so where are we going? He's like, no, this is serious. <laughs> and it took, it took us three hours to get back on the installation because they pulled everyone out of the field. Jeez. Yeah, it was. That was a crazy day. That was a crazy day. Um, have you deployed at all? No, unfortunately, I have not. Um, granted, I can't talk about my MOS, but we spend a lot of time in the field, though. Right. <laughs> no, that's, yeah. Um, and you know, and I always tell people like, because some people feel like that if they don't deploy, that they they haven't done their part, and then oh, you got hundred percent. And then you got those those assholes too, like, oh well, you're not a real soldier or marine or whatever. It's like that that doesn't mean anything. You know, it's just for some reason those cards didn't line up for said person to deploy. You know? That doesn't and that's one thing. I've spoken about this on my podcast, like going into like that mental health stigma side of it, is that you're exactly right. And what we've been calling them, because I do like this monthly roundtable thing with other mm-hmm. podcasts, or if we have like a guest with the three of us. Um, where we just discuss because like one is called cancel for maintenance which they're an aviation podcast so they're totally irrelevant to like what <laughs> I do on mine and then the other podcast she's more of like life af- outside of the fob or life after the military and trauma like we have similars but she also talks about it from a different perspective but that's what we talk about is our round table we call them sorry my dog decided he wants to be a part of this today um, <laughs> okay. He, we just like we call them the the now veterans because it seems like the bro vet culture brings that upon it, especially like we were in peacetime. Like there's nothing we can do about not deploying, not seeing mm-hmm. the shit that's not at any like we should almost be thankful <laughs> that we're yeah. in peacetime. Like okay, yes, we are trained killers. We're trained, you know, fucking raw. Like yeah, that's how <laughs> we're trained. But it's almost like what why are we mad at people that are in peacetime? Like there's nothing we can do about it. It's a good thing. Like, yeah. It's insane. Yeah. Like, I, you know, uh, I, there's actually, I've talked to a veteran at work cause I work at Intel and he was like, Oh, well, you know, I did some time and didn't deploy. And I was like, well, I'm glad you didn't. And he's like, what? And I was like, look, man, I was like, it's not all it's cracked up to be. When I joined, it was, um, hope before nine 11. And, you know, you didn't see too many in the Army. They have the combat patches. You didn't see too many of them around. You saw, like, onesies and twosies. My squad leader had one because he was part of Desert Storm and stuff like that. And I was like, well, dang, I want to do I want to do my part. That's why I joined. Well, they're asking you shall receive. I went six freaking times and got, like, authorized to wear, like, 11 different combat patches. So, like, after all of it, it's like, man, I can't unsee and undo all that stuff. You know, and I'm still working through crap three years after retirement, you know, and it's still a work through in progress. And it's like I tell the, the guys and girls now who are in and haven't deployed or it's like, I just want to go. And it's like, no, 
You don't. Like, I get it. I admire it. It's honorable, but uh, it's not something you want because once you're there, it's like everything, the perspective changes and it changes you as a person, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I always say, like, uh, the the innocent me died in 2003 and then some other person, some other uh, other thing inside of me woke up and that's kind of what's in charge and been in charge for a long time, kind of just being how I was. And now, like, the innocent me is coming back. He's now that now they're kind of like riding side by side because if I need to activate that other side, you know, he's right there ready to go. But like now the innocent guy's driving and the other guy, he's in the passenger seat kind of watching stuff, if that makes sense. Oh, no, absolutely. And the fact that you recognize that and like you're trying to work towards that, a lot of people, it's again talking about that mental health stigma, a lot of people don't try to channel that because it makes them feel weak or like it didn't mean anything like yeah I saw I saw shit so I should feel this way no you shouldn't like you doesn't matter your gender you shouldn't like you're not weak because you experienced something fucking traumatic like you experienced something (laughs) traumatic that is very very I shouldn't say normal but it's normal to feel not okay it does not change who you are that's one thing that you know makes me upset is that we feel the need that your service is validated whether you deploy and see something Mm -hmm. like you have to go through a traumatic event for your service to count or mean anything. It's just, it's a very weird, I've never understood that. Like I, I have seen more in my past job, like, cause I worked in law enforcement. I have seen more (laughs) when I did that than I had during my time in service. And it's almost like, as weird as it sounds, sometimes I look at the Marine Corps as like a break. Occasionally <laughs> it has brought more trauma trauma to me. But at the same time, when I compare the two, like the days, like today, comparing to the things I've had to experience in law enforcement, I'm like, okay, that's fine. That's cool. I can, I'm good. Like, yeah. but I just, that's a concept I've never understood is how that validates anything or even to claim like, Marines, like I said, we we take just that name to, like, the heart. Like, even after service, like, you might as well have it in tattoo. Like, you go through boot camp, get your EGA, get it tattooed across your forehead. Like, <laughs> might as well do that. Because, but then again, people get upset if somebody's an admin or something or supply. Like, why are we upset when people are supply? Like, you ain't getting nothing without them. Exactly. Yes. You ain't getting food without them. And that's all y'all want is that hot meal when you've been in the freaking field for a month and a half and you want that hot chow. Yeah. Then now who now who looks dumb? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You got the cooks and you got the, the, the supply. And then, you know, there's still admin work that has to be done. And, and it's like I tell people, people like there, there's a reason why they chose those jobs. Maybe they're maybe uh they chose it because they're trying to do something. Maybe they're only doing four years, but they want that background experience of doing admin or cook work because maybe they want to do something after they serve. Oh, absolutely. I had a girl in my, like, I went to boot camp together and she was in for a cook because she wants to be like, have a, I think it was either a school or just be a professional chef and do like culinary stuff. So she was like, this will help promote when I go to do my own business for cooking because it's like, oh, I was a Marine and I was a cook in the Marine Corps. Like, no, that's, that's smart. If that's what they want to do to enhance their life. Because college isn't for everybody. I did mm-hmm. college and I was like, nope, not for me. <laughs> now I'm right back into it. But 
at the time, I was like, nope. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing I'm doing the college now, and ugh, I don't even like it. I'm almost done, but damn it, like, ah. Yeah, it's, I'm it's, currently halfway through um, my legal studies degree because that's what I want to do when I get out of the Marine Corps. Um, I want to own my own business, but I also want to be a uh, a veteran lawyer, like somebody that's contracted through the military uh, to help victims of like sexual assault and domestic violence. Um, which is part of like that actually got inspired with doing my podcast and like the situations I've had to deal with, uh, whether it be legal or whatever with my domestic violence case. Um, that really was like, man, I, th- this is this is effed up. So I don't want people to go through what I've been through or feel the way that I felt. So I'm going to try to be that person that make sure that doesn't happen or at least create a community that helps prevent that. So, Oh, that's, that's pretty cool. So uh, are you going to, you going to make it the, and this, I don't know, this might be kind of like a question that already answered itself, but are you going to make the Marines a career? Or are you trying to do a certain time or how's no, that going to work? I am, I am one and done. And I am to the <laughs> point in my life where I am like the fact that I couldn't for a hot minute there, like just recently I've been able to just go take a piss and not have to be like, Hey, I'll be right back. I'm going to go take a pee. Like, yeah. even as a boss, I was still telling somebody when I had to go do that. And I'm like, I can't. I just, and the stupidity, the stupidity part, like, it's amazing that I haven't been NJPD yet for my <laughs> mouth because the stupidity is just like dumbfounding. And I'm like, I get, you know, some people. That's all they've known. They went to the Marine Corps straight out of the high school. You know, they probably came from a bad background or wasn't taught right. What the fuck ever? But, yeah. Oh, my. Oh, my God. I can put my hands on some of these people and shake them like an unwanted baby to maybe knock some screws back into place. <laughs> oh, I hear you on that one. Uh, you still there? It just. Oh, my God. It was. It was frustrating. It's so frustrating. Well, I know. And, and I had that happen, too, where I, the same thing. I went to go to the bathroom just to go pee. And then the platoon sergeant I had at the time, he was just, oh, he was just a piece of work. He's like, where'd you go? I was like, I went to the bathroom. You need to tell me. No, I don't. Yes, you do. I was like, well, you want to hold my hand and hold it for me, too, while I go pee then? Like, is that what exactly. you want to do? And he just looked at me. And, and as soon as that came out, I was like, fuck, I might get an Article 15 for this. You yeah. know, like, but he didn't. He was just like, well, just uh, make sure someone knows. How are you going to make sure somebody knows when I go pee? Like, <laughs> what they do back in the day? Like, you know, there was when there was no phones or nothing like that. You just, well, we'll just wait for them to come back. Go find them, you know? Like, someone comes in. Sometimes hey, you're in I here. wonder, with the whole phone thing, like, the thing that also really pisses me, the amount of group chats. It's Yo. like, what? <laughs> What did y'all do? What did we do before phones? Nothing. I was I was in when cell phones started to become a thing in 2000. I had got my phone, but not too many people had them. And if someone wasn't there, you attempted to call if they had a phone. And if not, you just waited for them to show the hell up. Like, there was nothing you can do. Like, you just wait. <laughs> but, I mean, they're I not there. I would rather that to an extent. So, uh, to an extent. Because the amount of group chats... I think I have had my first month in the fleet. I was in like five different group chats. 
And then on top of normal text group chats, you also got like the WhatsApp or Signal or whatever stupid app we've got also with another group chat. And I'm like, holy Jesus. Like, why? Why? <laughs> tell you, like, I was luckily enough, they didn't have group chats or any of that thing. I was So I was kind of lucky there. I mean, I just messaged people indirectly and I wasn't plugged into any. I mean, I, I got I retired as an E7. So like I didn't hit that level to where maybe a, a first sergeant would be in a group chat or nothing like that. But um, there was always those group emails that I was in. That's just because of the distro. But uh, uh, that was oh, thank goodness I was not part of the group chats because I could just see that being being a piece of work. <laughs> That's an understatement. <laughs> like and then. Uh, I know, um, and it's funny when it's that because even at work, um, someone sent an email to the wrong uh, distro email group, and it oh, sent, no. and it sent it to everyone at work, right? <laughs> everyone at Intel where I worked at. Let me tell you, oh, people were responding with stuff that was so funny. So what does Eric do? Eric has to respond too because if other people are responding with nonsense. I'm going to respond with nonsense. <laughs> and it was someone's birthday, you know? So, like, then everyone started saying happy birthday. So, the initial email that was sent didn't even matter anymore because someone <laughs> said, well, hey, thanks for the email. It's my birthday. So, now there was another, like, 300 emails of happy birthday, you oh, know? no. So, then people were like, stop hitting reply on. And someone replied on and said, no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. That went on for like two days. It was the funniest thing. And I'm sitting here cracking up in my wife's like, what are you laughing? And I was like, another email. <laughs> oh jeez. So then I started then then it's, they started sending memes and gifts in the emails. So that made that was a whole nother day, you know. And I then some like imagine. Then some big head honcho guy got involved. I was like, everyone stop replying all. Well, that didn't go well for him either, you know? <laughs> oh, no. Did more people keep replying? Yeah. When I put my phone down and then when I went back, there was like 400 emails. <laughs> oh, my God. So that went on for like three days and then it just kind of just died down. People just stopped. People muted the emails and things. But it's funny. that I like how that happens. And you can tell like people, you know, like put veteran in their tagline. Like I put I put my old signature block, like how uh, I did in the Army. I don't even care. I just put retired in parentheses, you know? But uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's funny, and I bet like I was like, these people are probably veterans too. But uh, that was funny. So it's funny you talk about the the groups like that. That that made me think of that. Made me laugh. <laughs> so um, for uh, your podcast, I don't know if we we covered this one. What what uh, and what kind of geared this one? Did something happen to you or to other people, or did you see like big picture or like? And how did you come up with the name? Like, so, like, there's a whole bunch of stuff going on here. Like, you got the pinup 50s girl. She's flexing with, like, a red bandana in her hair, you know. Then you got, you know, she's, you know, looks pretty neat. So I was wondering, what's the what's the whole basis behind it? So back in February, well, it was really started in January, was, um, I don't know if you ever saw the viral TikTok of a sergeant in the Marine Corps um, talking about how her perpetrator got away. Yeah. Yeah. So she, her name is Delina. And actually, thanks to the podcast, her and I are really good friends now. Um, hmm. But I started it because of her. And because I was so sick and tired. Because active duty, we have to watch what we say, watch what we post. If we do post something that's kind of controversial, um, we have to 
put that this does not reflect on the Marine Corps, my own personal yep. opinion, all that, you know, shenanigans, whatever. So <laughs> I never in the million world, never would I have thought that I had my own podcast. But I was like, you know what? Where's somewhere that I can just vent and nobody's going to know it's me. And I was talking to one of my girlfriends at work. She's like, well, what about a podcast? I was like, that's actually a really good, like, I don't, I don't know. Like, if Literally, if anybody listens to my first episode and compare it to now, holy jeebus, because <laughs> it was atrocious. My first episode, like, I literally, I'm still learning stuff, but, like, that mm-hmm. first episode, there was so much background noise, the editing. Oh, my God, it was so stupid. I had no idea what I was doing. And, no, uh, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> but she, so she was actually my co-host with me, and I don't know where... The whole, I honestly, like, I, the it's effed up part, which is, like, my user handle literally for everything, is because everything we talked about is effed up. So that part made sense. Right. But then when we were, like, collaborating on different names, I'm like, okay, there's two of us. We're stupid. Um, <laughs> we're Marines. So women with an effed up mind makes sense. Because originally, <laughs> when we started, um, it was more so geared towards women like just just that female part of like the messed upness of the military right domestic violence was not even on my platform it literally was just mainly geared towards sexual assault sexual harassment and then we got more in tune with it kind of figured out what we were doing um and then she got stationed she ended up getting she's somewhere else like in the entire world like she's totally somewhere different um she actually got to deploy like we're not in the same Oh, I can't say the word because it'll give it away. Um, We're in the same unit, just not the same command. Let's put it that way. Um, So she she is deployed right now. And I was like, you know what? Well, I still want to keep, you know, hitting the ground running on this. I'm going to keep everything the same. Um, But the like the modern day Rosie Riveter logo. I wanted Rosie Riveter. I am obsessed with World War Two era, like World War (laughs) One, World War Two era. My absolute favorite. So if you look closely, like if. You actually look like not the faded version of her. She's got tattoos. She's got the F-bomb pin on her shirt. That That's mm-hmm. what I, I use the F-bomb for everything. She's blonde. <laughs> and um, I even put earrings on her that I like that are my favorite type of earrings. Um, so I kind of made her like a modern day Rosie Riveter because it's like the military trying to create this movement of change. And then like. Later on, when we come into, like, got down the road, I actually, unfortunately, became a domestic violence victim um, with my ex-boyfriend. So then that opened that platform, which I ironically already had the podcast going. Like, I already started it. um, And then a month and a half later, that's when that platform, I really realized how messed up it is in the military in general for Mm -hmm. domestic violence. Um, And then, like, the mental health stigma started because one of our girlfriends, um, she tried to kill herself. And the military, the Marine Corps did, the command we had did nothing. She, like, that was my, in my face, pure reality. Like, I've always known about, like, the 22 a day thing. Everybody knows about it. But for it to be in front of my face, watch it happen, and... You know, nobody wanted to do anything was like a whole different like it was it really put it in perspective trying to put it like into words. Right. 
that was my reality of like, oh my God, this is real. Like, this is a thing. Like, yes, I knew this was a thing, but now I'm actually seeing it. This needs to be heard even more. And it's like, I don't want, I don't want to make a business of this. I don't want to make money off of this. Like occasionally I'll do um, like fundraisers or stuff, but the money that I make literally goes towards a nonprofit or whatever. Like when we had um, Corporal Tayu, I was able to raise over two grand for her when she got released from the brig. Um, there's a couple other organizations like Oath to Country Foundation that they help homeless veterans in LA. Um, Operation Foxhole, they help domestic violence spouses and military service members, like stuff like that. I don't, I don't want this to be a business. I don't want it to be like that. Like, I just want it. I want change to happen. I really, that's what I care about the most is that the reality of things come to light and need fixed. So, yeah. <laughs> well, no, that's, that's pretty neat. Um, I, I, I like all of that. And it's, you know, there's, I like how there's always like a driving force uh, behind it. And, you know, everyone has a story, you know, like you you have your story for why you started it and the reasons. And I, I always love hearing them because it's like, I like to just sit there and just take it and take it in and be like, dang, so that's why they started that. That's how they got the name. That's their logo. Cool. You know, even though sometimes not cool, but cool because, you know, you got the courage to actually do something about it because I know stuff like that in the military is, is super, super bad. I mean, I know I personally never saw it, like at least within my ranks and I didn't tolerate it at all in my ranks as, as I moved up the ranks, um, I became the the equal opportunity um, NCO for my unit in Germany. And that put like a whole different perspective on stuff, you know, learning about equal opportunity and like, you know, cause you know, the, the, the way people talk to each other, sometimes it's like, you're like, okay, that's a little disrespectful, you know, but you never think about, yeah, that other person's laughing, but did you, does that bother them? Does that offend them? Mm. You know, like, and people talk about feelings and things like that and whatever and, and yeah, okay, you know, I'm a, I'm a person that says, you know, I don't give a damn about your feelings, but at the same time, I do care. I'm not going to disrespect your, like, your, your gender, your race, or whatever like that, but if your feelings are hurt because I'm making you do something tough, I don't give a shit. You're going to do it, and I don't give a damn. Like, I, I treat everybody the same, man, woman, woman who wants to become a man, man who wants to become a woman, whatever they want to identify themselves as nowadays they get they treated the same you know and i tried to keep that across so that way at least so when i leave people who were under me try to keep that going you know and it's unfortunate that some people abuse that and they and they go a little overboard oh yeah absolutely that's what i was about to bring up is that unfortunately like i love to hear that but the reality of it is, is that that's not always the case and it's more so not the case than it is and it's like, you would think, I don't understand, like, when we were talking about the peacetime thing, how you wouldn't want to take care of your people even more or get to know your Marines, your soldiers, your airmen, whatever it is, why you wouldn't take that time? Because the more you care about your people, like, I'm not saying you have to, like, love them, be in love with them, what the, whatever, <laughs> but knowing your people and realizing that, like, shit happens it can go such a different way because you build up camaraderie within the ranks during peacetime. When things do pop off, you know, that person has your back at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you right now, I would not. Oh my God. I would not go to combat 
with 90% of the people I work with. Absolutely no shape or form. I would never trust these people with my life. And that is super important with what I do. Yeah. And that's, and that's bad. That's horrible to say like that. I hear that. And it's like, what the heck, you know, like, and it's not even on you or them. It's just like, it's just the scenario of it. Like why, what the hell it should not be like that. Mm -hmm. Like, and if I was, you know, and my wife asked me one time along a few months ago, maybe three, four or five months ago, like, would I um, save somebody's life who I hated, who I did not like if it was in combat? And I had paused, but I was part of me wanted to say, fuck no. But then the other part of me wanted to say, uh, you know, yes. So like overall, I was like, yeah, I would. And she was like, why? And I was like, well, because regardless of who that person is, they're fighting next to you. They may not like you, but they're fighting with you and you have to do your diligence to save that person, even though you don't like them, because that right there may change their mind about you. Mm-hmm. It maybe even change their life. Now, don't get me wrong. I will slap the hell out of them because I can, because they're in pain and they're not going to feel it. I'm like, you stupid son of a bitch. Bah, here you go. Now I'm going to save your life, you know? But it's just, I, I hear that and it's like, oh, and I, I tried to enforce that when I was in. I was like, it doesn't matter who that person is. If you don't like them, it doesn't matter. You have to respect the rank, but you don't have to respect the person. But when shit hits the fan, you will you will defend that person, whether you like it or not. You know, and I had to and I had to preach that because there was some some of my superiors I didn't like. But if it came down to it, I would have to defend them and protect them and even save their life. Oh no, I, I absolutely hundred percent agree with you. I could hate you like with every inch of my body. But at the end of the day, like I will still at the end of the you're a human, we're in the shit. And if I'm capable of helping you, I'm gonna help you, whether I like you or not. But that's the problem nowadays is that people don't have that mindset. They really don't. They're like, well, I don't like you because this what for whatever. And then it's probably 90% of the time something really stupid. But they wouldn't help at the end of the day. I guarantee you, if I went through all these people that I work with and been like, okay, because I know I could point out. I know you don't like him. I know you don't like her, yada, yada, yada. And they wouldn't say the same thing. Like, absolutely not. Fuck them. Yeah. That's not, I really think, this is kind of like my theory on it. It's a generational thing. Yeah. Because I am much older and have experienced life. I'm not saying that I know it all or better or whatever, but I think with this new generation, things are just different. I mean, every generation has their quirky mindset whatever it is but i th- i really think that's what plays a big toll into how things are in the military but even then like with my platform like that's not a generational thing that's just like people being shitheads to just because yeah that's ridiculous like that's totally totally crazy i don't even understand why people do that <laughs> yeah i i really don't either and like so I'm in one of my courses I'm taking right now is called um, rape and sexual. I think it's like sexual violence or something like that. But I purposely took that class. One, I counted as an elective and two, because of my advocacy work. And it really got she the teacher asked us. She was like to put us in the mindset of somebody that is sexually abusing somebody. And I'm like, I don't understand that concept. I can't even pretend to think about that. Because it doesn't make sense. I can't pretend to tell myself 
well, they're unconscious or they're super drunk. Like, I'm going to go do this or go do that. Or, you know, they said no, but I want it. Like, I can't, I can't even picture myself doing that. And some of these yeah. stories, man, that like, like there was one episode that I actually did cry on. Like I knew her story like vaguely, but she went into detail on it. And it like, we all, we all started crying on the episode. And then like some of these stories, like people will reach out to me and I'm just like, how, how, why is this a thing? Like, how does anybody in their right mind or even the ones that can't get help or the mm-hmm. military shaft gives them the shaft for whatever reason, like I did. And like my abuser's command didn't give him any, like I had proof, police report. I did everything I was supposed to do and they did nothing to him. They sent him on his new, broke his legal hold, sent him to new orders. And he is now a recruiter. Whoa. That's like the worst place. Exactly. And he, it was ironic too, because I don't know why it popped up, but his recruiter page popped up when he finally, I guess, made one. And he recruited one of his first police was a female. Jeez, that's oh. And I'm like, huh? Alrighty then. As I'm still sitting here seven months later and waiting on my IG complaint to figure everything out, I shouldn't even got to that point where I had to have an IG complaint on it. Right. It did for anything to potentially or anybody to be held accountable. But the crazy part is. I'm kind of going off topic, sort of, kind of, not really, but... You're good. <laughs> domestic violence wasn't even added into the UCMJ until 2019. So that's then, crazy. I know, 2019, like, that's... Domestic violence isn't a, a new thing. Like, yeah. it's not a new issue. Like, it's <laughs> not just like, poof, here's domestic violence, let's take care of it. No. But in the Marine Corps, I don't know the exact policy of the other branches, but I've just really dived deep in the Marine Corps dealing with my case, is that... The only policy in the Marine Corps says that it is up, excuse me, it is up to the abuser's 05 commanding officer to decide what happens to that said Marine. No, he doesn't have to consult legal. He doesn't have to do anything. Like literally doesn't have to do anything. He can literally look at that Marine and say, well, he's a hard worker. He's got good PT scores. Meh, it's fine. It's, everybody makes mistakes. So. Yeah, and that's. Yeah. That's wrong. Yeah. Hence why I didn't even get an MPO, military protection order. I didn't get anything that I asked for. No contact order. Like, I had to get my lawyer involved to even get a no contact order. And by the time they had sent us the no contact order, they already were sending him to his new orders. Jeez. I know in the Army, while you're under investigation, you go nowhere. You go nowhere. Nothing happens. Like that's that's the one thing I will say, at least everything I've seen when it comes to anything that involves like IG or uh CID, the criminal investigation division. Like I've watched a guy, um, I think it was in Germany. He was gonna PCS, he was gonna leave in Germany to go to the States. Something happened, he was trying to cover it up, and then like three days before he was supposed to go on leave to uh to fly back to the States, they found out, they put his orders on hold. Then they canceled him, and he didn't go nowhere, and then he got arrested. As he should. Yeah. And I was like, dang. Because one day I saw him, and the next day he was gone, and I was like, hey, what happened? They're like, hey, he's under investigation, and then they found out he did some shit, and then now he's in jail. And I was like, whoa. (laughs) Yeah, they didn't even. So they put him on. like They delayed his orders, I think, like a week. 
and the investigation wasn't even done yet. But that's the thing. I shouldn't even say an investigation because, again, there doesn't need to be an official investigation. If that commanding officer that same week said, I'm not going to do anything, and that's essentially what was going to happen until it hit the blotter. Yeah. The blotter, that's when we're like, shit, probably should do it. Like, at that point, regardless of the situation, they have to do – that's the only time that they have to do the investigation by policy. So did this command do anything illegal? No. Did they do the right thing? No. But still, it's not illegal in the Marine Corps to not do the right thing. (laughs) It's crazy. Yeah. Oh, no, I know. In one of my uh, previous duty stations um, back in 09 uh, or 08, I was on the crosshairs for being that guy that just was not a yes man. It wasn't. And they tried to kick me out in multiple different ways. You know, I even watched the battalion commander steal something. I brought it up and they said, oh, he didn't steal it. He's borrowing it. I'm like, no, he legit stole that piece of equipment because he was missing it before he left. Jeez. You know, and they let him go. And then, oh, what happened? He got promoted to Colonel. Oh to my colonel. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, whoa, you know, like, what the heck? I mean, and then there are turnarounds, too. You know, like there was someone I, I won't say his rank because I, I don't want to. I don't want to put the person out there, but this person um, was very, very rude to me, very mean. And uh, people who know me and know the story know who he is. We deployed and we were replacing his unit. Um, and, you know, I had worked hard to rebuild my name with help of a good friend of mine to rebuild my name as actually a good leader and not torn down by the previous unit. Well, we got there. He destroyed me again tarnished me and whatever and i had to fight back again to reestablish that i was a competent leader and just because this person at that time was uh not there and just was i don't know had just something against me i don't know what it was well years 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 later he's out done retired you know listens to my podcast and basically said without saying that I'm doing great things and he's proud of me. And I'm like, well, okay, you know, thanks. But at the same time, like, what the heck? And, you know, and then my wife had to put stuff in a different perspective for me because, you know, she's just very ground. She's a very grounded individual like that and helps me see the big picture on things. And she's like, you know what, Eric, babe, maybe this is his way to say he's sorry. And I was like, hmm, took me a second. I had to swallow that because I was like, you know, like, okay, and I had really, really processed that for a while to finally like, you know what? Maybe that is maybe that is him making an apology for how he was, because if he was still spiteful, he wouldn't have said anything. He wouldn't be commenting on my show. You know what I mean? Right. So so I took that, you know, because of her, she she kind of put that in there. And I was like, oh, all right. So it's like it's just weird. You know how like when people are and you, you look back and they try to apologize, but they do it in their own way. And like mm-hmm. that's what just some people have to pay attention to also. Like some people are trying to apologize, but because they can't physically say, I'm sorry, you know, because for whatever reason, but they're doing it in a different way. Sometimes you have to pick that up and kind of just run with it. Yeah. So I know that's a, that's a different piece there. <laughs> <laughs> so now another question, when you're done in out of the Marines and stuff, are you going to remove the veil or are you going to stay anonymous? Uh, I haven't, 
<laughs> I get asked this all the time. I really, I don't know. I haven't quite decided yet. Um, I was actually talking, I was on a live with the Marine rapper about this and he, he brought up a good point. He was like, look, you don't have to cover up as much. Cause like I Photoshop shit out and like, I'm always covered for a reason. Mm -hmm. Like I got tattoos everywhere, but, uh, he was like, you won't have to do that. He's like, but the whole mask look, he's like, you don't have to put sunglasses or a hat, but the whole mask look like almost goes with what you do because it's like trying to break the silence of the silence, you know, cause we have to be silent in the military. It doesn't matter what it is. We, we pretty much have to be silent. Even if you say, these are my, you know, my personal opinions, we know there's always like some sort of repercussion down the line. And that's, yeah, I haven't, that's probably the route I'll go with it. Um, just not cover up as much. I don't know. That's, yeah. I, that oh, way into me. I'm definitely going to get a lot louder. And <laughs> I don't put stuff on my personal, like, I don't even follow any of my pages on my personal page. Right. And, um, and I'm glad I didn't because at one point in time, oh my God, one point in time I had people go through my followership and every, I had four people reach out to me. Somebody was going down my followers and, or people that my page was following and was finding every blonde and I had short hair and was messaging them, asking them if they were me. What the hell? <laughs> so I was like, that took some effort. Like, you yeah. really had to dive deep. And then you had the audacity to message them, which is even weirder. So it's like, yeah, all right. That's the next level shit right there. Like, exactly. Whoa, damn. <laughs> well, I don't know. Whoever knows what that person was means you're doing something if they're trying to figure out who you are. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I eventually figured out who it was. And it did. It, it made it made sense. <laughs> right. Yeah. And and I, I asked that question for you because I was like wondering, it's like, you know, kind of like how whoever he said, I think he said Marine Rapper. Is that the guy from TikTok, the Marine Rapper? Um, He is on TikTok. Um, yeah, I guess kind of. I mean, he's a little bit of everywhere. He's, oh, okay. Like he's pretty big. Like he puts out, he just released a song today. Um, but yeah, he's, if you look him up on Instagram, the Marine rapper, you know, you'll find out quick. (laughs) Okay. Um, wasn't, you know, kind of like he was saying, like the whole like anonymous thing kind of works, you know, and I was going to say, that's why I was wondering what your take on it would be. Like, are you going to do it? Are you not going to do it? Like, cause I would, I would almost say kind of like do it like a half, like say if you were to come onto somewhere, kind of do it like how, almost kind of like how your picture is a little bit. Wear the red bandana, maybe throw some sunglasses on and a face mask, and boom, here, here I am. You know, yeah. like, and that's and about as this be... is about as much as you get. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much. I mean, that's what I think the route that I'm gonna take, and not be as nervous when I go to events, because um, I've been to three, four. I've been to four events now, mm-hmm. and then I have met quite a bit of people. Um, that I've met through the podcast, actually, um, I've met them in person. Like I just met, <laughs> there's this page that I do like a lot of collaboration where like she puts my stuff out there and it's called the Marines Ununited. And we <laughs> got coffee the other day and she was like, you do realize that we could totally out each other. And I was like, well, we don't gain anything from that. 
Yeah. So if I out you, you out me, then the whole mission's lost. So this is why we like working together because <laughs> yeah. we keep it low key. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like there's been numerous things that I've done. Like I even went to DC one time and the meetings got canceled, but I was willing to put, you know, it out there like, Hey, here we are. But right. yeah, if that, I think that'll be the biggest thing. I won't be as nervous to go out in public and right. realize like, Oh yeah, that's Jay Marie. And I'm like, shit don't put my face <laughs> covering your face like paparazzi be like no, no, no. exactly <laughs> putting your head in your shirt <laughs> yep <laughs> <laughs> oh geez well um we're gonna go ahead and uh do my little last part here is uh if you what i like to do is it's called, i call it i call it the closing statement um kind of just the one message from you to the people listening i would say watching i guess they're kind of watching and listening but we'll go more with listening um for them, like anything that personal message that you have for them who are listening. So I would have to say that be open-minded and not everything seems as they appear or just because something doesn't happen to you doesn't mean that you shouldn't care. And like, I'm not saying you have to go out of your way to help victims and do this and that, but be open-minded. And then if you know somebody is struggling, don't make them feel worse than they already do because it's okay to not be okay and have to deal with real life bullshit regardless. So instead of my favorite thing to say right now is you don't have to be a good person. Just don't be a dick. (laughs) I like that. (laughs) That's my thing right now. Like I've got it written real big on my whiteboard. So like the first thing you see when you walk in the office, it just says that real big. Nice. (laughs) I like that. That's a good one. So if anyone didn't hear anything, you don't have to be a good person. Just don't be a dick. Yep. <laughs> so I think that's the that's the the message for today. Yes. But uh, I appreciate you, Jay Marie, for coming on, um, taking the time to do this here. I know we had to reschedule from last week. I get it. Active duty shenanigans. That's why I wasn't even <laughs> tripping. I was like, the moment you didn't say something, I was like, oh, probably something happened. You yeah. know, and, and then it was. So <laughs> I get it because I've been there. I was there too. So, but I do appreciate you taking the time to come on, um, doing this and speaking and kind of just talking about what you do and stuff like that. And I look forward to you kind of just pushing your message out there no more, more and more people. So people who want to follow her podcast, it's in the description of this uh, link. Uh, her link is also down at the bottom of the description of here on Facebook and on a, uh, what was it? Damn it. Lost my train of thought. Uh, on the anchor as well, or if you listen to your, uh, podcast wherever if you read the description you go towards the bottom her info's there so you can follow her uh my firebase links down there also uh so tune in next time as we have another guest up here on the warrior mindset and motivation podcast i hope y'all have a great day keep pushing for the rest of the week it's almost done for those who are still working and and if you're not go do something nice today (laughs) remember you don't have to be a good person just don't be a dick (laughs) yes (laughs) Thank you, Jay Marie, for coming on. Everybody have a great day. Thank you.